Okay, uh, are we connected? I think we are. All right, we are connected. We are live. Uh, good evening, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the first episode of the Elevated Ones podcast. I'm, my name is Riley, and I'm joined tonight by my uh, co-host, Weston. And tonight's topic is going to be the different types of spirits, okay? So, uh, Weston, um, you told me that you had some research to discuss tonight, uh, so what have you got for me? Absolutely. So, I just would like to uh, have some different types of spirits. Riley, um, also, you can totally join in on me. You and I have been partners for a very long time in the paranormal field. Yes, we have. We have always worked together on this kind of stuff, so I just want you to pitch in any ideas you have as well. So, Alrighty, uh, I do have some material prepared uh, for tonight, specifically. Amazing. So, starting off, number one, um, we have the interactive personality. Oh, yes. Yes, so, that is, uh, that's something a lot more people need to know about. Yeah, so, I, usually, this is kind of, this spirit is usually spotted as a deceased person, like someone you know, or a family member, interacting with you to let you know that they're there. They'll usually emit odors, uh, such as cigarette smoke, um, maybe rotten perfume, cologne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just smell like sometimes any any smell that is, that you associate with that person. Right, right, right. I've actually experienced this type of spirit many times. Well, I wouldn't say many times, but multiple times myself. Yeah. I've had at least three or four experiences with this type of spirit myself. Absolutely. Now this. Um, this one I find really fascinating, Riley, because usually you see these in uh, photographs, and they are usually the ectoplasm or ectomist. Oh yes, they yes they uh, can. Uh, you, in my personal experience, they tend to pop up as kind of a uh, humanoid blob of energy. Absolutely, yeah. kind of in photographs, or just uh, or just like you said, ectomist. Yeah, uh, I've experienced both of those. I usually usually get those uh, in photographs by accident in my personal experience anyway. Yeah, um, it says a lot of people have witnessed them outdoors, in graveyards, battlefields, like, you know, places like that. Like oh, yes. oh, yes, that is a, those are very, it's a very common spirit and those are very common locations to witness this type of spirit. Absolutely. There's a lot of those. Um, in places like the Gettysburg, uh, Battlefield. Yes, I was about to bring that up myself. Absolutely. Um, you know, I'm almost finished, and then you can lay out your materials. But, right now I have, this one, this one's a little bit, you know, it depends on the type it is. Not everything is bad. It's like people, there's good and bad. Exactly. This one isn't known to be very positive. It's more of a (laughs) Um... You all know what it is. There's all kinds of movies, but we have the Poltergeist. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And this one tends to... It tends to be able to pick things up, communicate... Um, communicate even more with people because they, they're literally able to pick things up and move... They can interact with things in the physical, or, uh, in the physical realm very yeah. much easier than other spirits absolutely i also have only a very a much smaller amount but i do have a little bit of personal experience with this type of spirit yes um 
Uh, I would say, okay, so next I have, now, now, Riley, this is very common with us. We've witnessed a lot of these together and had a lot of conversations about these. Oh, I'm sure I think I already know what you're, what you're talking about. Orbs. Oh, yes. Orbs. That's the most, uh, that has got to be the type of spirit that I have the most sightings of. Absolutely. Um, I have multiple pictures, photographs, etc. Oh, me too. Of, of just orbs appearing in photos for no apparent reason, which I will probably post. They can, hey, I've even seen those. It's, you know, of course, this is not as common as getting them in photographs, but I have personally seen an orb with the naked eye at least a couple of times. I have. At least one or two times. Yes. Now, people, if you want, if you live close to West Virginia or if you're coming here for anything, for see any family, I would totally recommend um, go to Summers County. Come down to, come to Summers County, come down to Talkett, come down to specifically, uh, I know this is the reason a lot of people come to West Virginia, come to the John Henry National Park. Yeah. I know a lot of people come here just to see that and go down to the Big Bend Tunnel. That place, you can have some wild experiences down there. It's Absolutely. And that's it's also, shocking the amount of paranormal activity. Yes, and this is down also, there. This is also where Riley and I have witnessed these orbs. Oh yes, orbs are incredibly common down there. Absolutely. Um it actually surprised me how common they were during my first few investigations down there. Yeah. So I guess I want to wrap this up with my research. Um, Next you have your funnel ghosts. These are also... These are also spotted in homes um, or in historic buildings as well. And usually they're like the shape of like a swirling funnel, kind of like a tornado. Um, And they also... uh, They've been depicted quite a few times in movies. They're very rather, rather commonly depicted in movies. Yes, they're like a wisp of light. In yes. A in a way. These are also often caught on photographs or on video. But Yes, very commonly. That concludes my 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 stuff for today. Riley, I want to hear what you have. Okay, so my research that I have prepared for tonight, I've spent four days straight of nonstop research to get the most accurate information that I could on this, and uh, plus some personal experiences of my own that I may or may not end up discussing today, but because I may end up covering those in a later episode. But tonight, uh, I, and I, for my research, uh, part of the segment, I have prepared uh, this talk about the types of entities that are most commonly misidentified as demonic spirits and they are not even evil and uh, i just think this needs to be addressed and that more people need to know that there is there, there is nothing evil about these spirits but that does not mean that there are not negative there, there are not certain spirits in these types of these types that are negative because spirits are just like people there are good ones and there are bad ones positive and negative Absolutely. I can't, and I can't preach that enough. Exactly, I cannot preach that enough, that they are just like people, good and bad. Every entity in this universe is like that. But, uh, certain spirits that are commonly misidentified as demons, of course, the first one that I'm going to have to go with here is going to be your shapeshifters. 
various types of shapeshifters. Specifically, I'm going to mention uh, a lot of the Native American sto- uh, legends speak of the various shapeshifters, which I'm sure need no introduction. You they need no inter- introduction here, uh, at least to you, because uh, I know you've researched this. Me and you have both researched this quite extensively. Um, the Native American spirits. Uh, now, while I'm going to bring up the Wendigo here, while the Wendigo is not necessarily a shapeshifter. Not necessarily. They are no. not. They are very commonly misinterpreted, I guess you could say, or misidentified as being demonic spirits when they are not. They're they not are evil. They're they not are demonic. They are simply totally cursed. Totally harmless. They are. They, they are yes, especially in their spirit form. They are. They're not going to hurt you. Yes. This do not. I would not advise messing with them unless you have extensive paranormal experience. And then, even then, I would not advise you to do it. But of course, I'm not. I can't stop you from doing it. I can say don't do it all night, and if you're intent on doing it, you're gonna do it. Absolutely. And I cannot stress this enough. Do not summon something unless you can get rid of it. Yes. Do not um, summon anything unless you can get rid of it. But. Absolutely. Um, Wendigo, I think the thing is, there's two things that tend to get the class misclassified as demonic. One being their appearance. They tend to appear as a transparent, almost goat man-like figure with rotting flesh and huge horns, and they they make an awful ear-piercing scream. And that tends to get them misclassified as demonic spirits because people are under very wrong impression that all demons and demonic entities have horns. Yeah. That is not at all true. While some do, I don't I'm not going to lie, I'm not going to don't don't get me wrong, some do, but not a lot actually. Yeah. And uh, would you like to add anything to about Wendigos that you know? Honestly, just like any other spirit, I mean not just like any other, but like honestly just like most spirits, they're peaceful. Unless you provoke them, which you shouldn't provoke any kind of spirit. You should have respect for spirit. Yes, I cannot stress that enough. Respect it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it is a demon. Respect it. Respect its boundaries. If it wants you to stop, you need to leave. Exactly. Because that's the number one reason for that people get hurt or even possessed is because they mess with them. They provoke things. They anger them. They disrespect it. And then their life made a living hell. Literally, in some cases. Yes. So just do not disrespect them. Do not provoke them. Do not make them mad. Treat them like you would any other person. Be kind to them. So Uh, another spirit. Now this is going to be very controversial amongst the uh, paranormal and community, but the spiritual community yeah y'all y'all know what this is about um the spiritual community is the is more familiar with this topic but paranormal community does not at least in my experience does not know as much as they should about the entity that i'm about about to uh to talk about here and i don't know how much research you've done on this entity but i've personally especially recently been Mm -hmm. doing a good bit of research on these two entities, I guess you could say. Yeah. And I now know, because I used to be, um, 
I'm not even going to lie. I used to be kind of scared of them when I first found out about them. Absolutely. In my personal experience, there's not very many. There's not very many entities out there that you need to be afraid of. Right. Because they're not going to bother you unless you bother them. Exactly. Well, in most cases. Exactly. But this entity in particular is really, really not that uncommon to have an encounter with. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to bring up my any experiences I may or may not have had with these entities because um, one, I'm not going to, I don't want to inspire some teenage dork that may li- end up listening to this. No offense. You know who you are. You, you, you know the type. You're the type yeah. of person that I'm talking about. You know who you are. You're just to like oh. try to try to summon one of these things. Yes, or, well, sir. I'm not going to say things. I'm very sorry if I disrespected anyone. Entities. One of these entities. Yes. Because what I'm about to talk about, they can, just like anything, it can hurt you if you provoke it. If you don't, it's not going to hurt you. They don't want to hurt you. They have no intentions of hurting you. But it is an incredibly common to encounter the entity that I'm about to bring up. And I mean much more common than you would expect, but I will get into this entity more in more depth in another in a future episode that I have planned, but this is just a brief explanation of what the entity is. Now, the entity that I'm talking about is going to be the succubus and incubus. Ooh. They are not demons, contrary to popular belief. They are not demons or demonic entities in any way, shape, or form. No. They are not evil. They are not. Now, of course, it varies from entity to entity. Some are more negative. Some are inc- can be incredibly positive. Absolutely. They can actually be very beneficial. Now, of course, if you know, if you've heard any of the lore, uh, especially the legends uh, from various cultures surrounding these entities, you know what they're famous for. I don't even have to say it. You know what they're famous for. They've been portrayed in a lot of Hollywood films, so I'm sure even ah. uh, some of my audience that may not be just be get, may just be getting into the paranormal uh, world may know what these entities are famous for, and I'm sure you do as well. I do. Um, but especially when you're in the, especially when you're in your teenage years, specifically from around. I would say 14 to 19, maybe. I would say not, I wouldn't say 13, but I'd say when you're about 14 to 19 years old, it is incredibly common to have encounters with these entities. And it's, it's, as long as you don't fight and as long as you don't try to fight it or provoke it or anything like that, you're going to be fine. It's usually not even a scary experience. Right. Yeah. but I'll get into these entities more in more depth in a later episode that I have planned. But would you like to add anything about these entities? Um, no, honestly, just the same thing, you know? Don't provoke. Be respectful. And if you're... Now, I cannot stress this enough. Do not summon what you can't get rid of. Yes. It's like... It's like, don't start a fire if you don't have a water hose. Exactly. Same principle... That's uh, exactly couldn't have put it better myself. But what I'm going to say here is I know a lot of people, especially younger men specifically, want to summon these entities for their um, <clears throat> special abilities. Don't 
just don't just, just don't do it no you're gonna get yourself into something into things that you don't want to get yourself in you're gonna get yourself into a whole world of things that you don't even that you don't know anything about yes it is probably honestly the worst mistake you could ever make Riley and I used to um, mess around with these apps if I if I'm oh yes to- any apps that you find on the whatever app store you use on whatever platform you were on yeah um, probably seen a lot of these apps advertised as ghost radar or um, ghost maybe as ghost yeah ghost detectors or um, ghost voice recorders or yes absolutely. ghost cameras they absolutely work um, yes they do absolutely work um I don't care who says oh that's just a silly app I have actually had my power go out without any explanation before. The bill was paid. The lines, there was nothing falling on the line. I was talking to something, and I started provoking and being an idiot. Oh, yes. When we were younger, we did a lot of stupid things that I really wish we had. I'm sure you as well wish we really hadn't have done. Yes, yes. You know what? Heaven knows I've never been a saint. I'm just preaching because of my mistakes that ended up being extremely terrible. to repeat our mistakes. That's why we're telling you the about these experiences. We don't want y'all to repeat these mistakes because this this episode specifically is a spe- is addressed at the paranormal community in general, but specifically, especially towards people who are just getting started into paranormal investigation and paranormal research. I'm not trying to scare you away from it. I encourage you to get into it. It's an amazing hobby. It's an amazing life. Yes. But I just want you all to be safe. I don't want y'all to make the same mistakes that we have. Yes. We have, in total, we have, oh, I would say what? Six, what, I think 14 years total experience in this field? Yes. So we have experience. We've done, been there, we've done, done it. And we, we, we just want to make sure everyone stays safe. Now, back to the topic at hand. Um, um, these apps, what they do, they're, in my opinion, no safer than a Ouija board. They do the uh, same thing. They open portals to the spiritual realms and dimension and other dimensions, and they let things in. And it's usually things you don't want to be letting in. Um, may I add something to that? Yes. Um, on Ouija boards or on apps, you may think that you're communicating with someone that you, a lost loved one. However, oh, yes. spirits, these spirits can disguise themselves just to let them in. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They will disguise themselves as a dead loved one um, or maybe uh, as a, an angel or other positive entity that you might want to speak with just to get you to let it in. Yes. And more oftentimes than not, it is something very negative, When, especially in the case of a Ouija board, when you're using a Ouija board. More times Absolutely. than not, it's going to be a demon. Yeah, yes. Honestly, um, you know, this is also a very controversial subject. But personally, Riley and I would just say, stay away from that stuff. Stick to the books. Stay away from, stay away from Ouija boards. Stay away from app, weird apps you're going to find on your phone. Stay away from all of those. Those can open portals to places you really don't want to be opening portals to, and you can't close them unless yeah. you are seriously, seriously into 
magic and other spiritual topics. And even then, it's hard to do. It, it really is. I mean, Stick honestly. to the book. Stick with things like EVP recorders, EMF detectors, Anything. Um, things like that. Yeah, even then you have to know your rules and your guidelines and you have to be safe. Yes, you do. Yes, but you do. In all honesty, I think that... Um, I think that it's an amazing hobby. I couldn't be as I couldn't be happier with what I do. I absolutely love it. I, again, same here. I've had life-changing, amazing experiences that have changed my life for the better. I could not be happier that I started this hobby as soon as I did, and the knowledge that I've gained it's really helped me because there yeah. are things that most people are afraid of, or experiences that you may have that may scare you that shouldn't. There's things that you, so many people are afraid of that you really have no reason to fear. Absolutely, which leads so us- many people. It's it's natural to have a fear of the unknown, but yeah. if you really start getting into the paranormal into paranormal research or, and learn about these things, you'll quickly find out that there's really nothing to be afraid of. And that's just human nature. People, people fear what they don't understand. Yes, they do. That is just the truth. And most of the things that they are afraid of, there's no reason to fear. They have no interest in harming us. Absolutely not. A lot of them, a lot of entities actually want, well, some entities actually want to reach out to people. They want to help people. Yes. A lot of them, a lot of them will have no problem talking, no, no, no problem talking to you or interacting with you in some way, shape, or form, or even helping you, guiding you. Yes. You can have amazing, life-changing experiences in this field. You can get the best advice you could ever imagine from certain entities. Yes. If you know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing. And that's the thing. Honestly, I would study it for a little while until you really get the hang of what you're doing before you ever try to communicate with anything. I studied for over a year uh, yeah. Not uh, I studied for over a year before I started doing any field research myself. Honestly, same. I never messed with anything until I knew what I was messing with. Yes, exactly. Don't mess with anything until you know exactly what you're messing with. You know what it can do. You know if it's positive, ne- if it tends to lean more positive or lean more negative. Um, if it has any, if it can help you, like if you need a lot of people. Um, especially that are into spiritual, more spiritual things, will tend to want will want to summon an entity for help with certain things. Absolutely. And of course, if you are experienced enough and know ex- what you're doing, you know what you're getting yourself into. You know how to banish it. You know mm-hmm. all of that. I mean, sure, it's a viable option. Yes. Something I would openly recommend, but it is a viable option. Absolutely. Certain entities can help you with a lot of things. Absolutely. So, is there anything you would like to add to that statement? Um, I believe I believe that just leads us to our next episode. Well, I think I have one more segment prepared. Awesome. For this evening's episode. Alrighty, let's hear it. Spill but it. After, okay, so... I was thinking, maybe before we close off for our first episode, we should maybe discuss some of our personal experiences with these type with these beings that we were discussing. 
Okay. And spirits in general. Absolutely. Maybe just to give our listeners kind of an idea of what they're getting themselves into if they're new to the paranormal research community. I think you're absolutely right, Riley. I think that we should. Would you like to start? Actually, I was hoping you would start because I know you you have, well, we both have a lot of experiences, but I think you should start because it's going to take me a minute to remember all the details about some of these experiences. Because some of the ones I want to talk about, it's been a while since Uh, these happened. Amazing, amazing. So, guys, um, it all really started, and I've had experiences with these things my entire life. But when things really hit me, um, okay, it was back in 2015, my grandfather just died of esophageal cancer. Um, we were in, we were down at, you know, we were down at Duke University in North Carolina and we'd came home because we figured, well, you know, I feel like we we felt like he was going to make it through the night. Well, he passed away at around two in the morning, I believe. I'm not sure what time. But I heard a phone call with my mother because her the sound of her crying woke me up and I just knew, oh no, we'd lost we'd lost grandpa. So um I went, my mom, you know, she kinda lost it, she went outside for some air. I was sitting on the end of my bed. I had no idea what to do. All of a sudden I I smelled this smell. And this, I believe, was my grandfather visiting me because this was his this was his odor he was giving off. It was his as, it was his aftershave, and that's what he had always smelt like. And I felt this warm, heavy weight come over my shoulders as if I was being hugged. And and then after about two minutes, it went away, and I didn't feel a presence anymore or anything, which. Which was kind of, that was a very comforting experience, you know, that was comforting. Um, It is not that uncommon for loved ones to pay you a visit to comfort you before they move on. And I do believe. Once they've passed. Yeah, and I do believe that he was passing on into, into his journey into heaven. Um, yes, it is not that uncommon for loved ones to visit you before they move on because they know how they know you're not going to take it well. They want to comfort you. They want you to. They they really do want you to not be. They don't. They don't want you to be sad over it. They really do want to help you through it absolutely. before they move on. And in my personal experience, it's not even limited to before they move on. And in my personal experience, sometimes. Uh, they can visit you after they've moved on for short periods of time anyway. Absolutely. Well, depending on a lot of a lot of certain factors, but it can happen. It is rare, incredibly, incredibly rare, but it yeah, does happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, honestly, probably enough. Okay, I've been having very strange activity uh, here lately. Um, well, it all started... And, well, my mother's a social worker, so I was down at her office one day. I was taking her lunch. Um, I was drinking some coffee in the front office, and it, I felt like something had just pushed it out of my hand, and it went everywhere. And in that exact moment that the coffee was falling out of my hand, the whole shelf in the back room came out of the wall. Which wow. I felt that it was something 
I felt I had this feeling of fear in me and usually I don't get that because usually I vibe with energies very well but I had this feel of, of just fear oh, yes. and I got completely out of there and I went home and I completely cleansed myself however I'm not sure if I cleansed myself enough because the next day I was riding in the car with my girlfriend and my mother and the front seat uh, me and my girlfriend were in the back seat and my mother was driving the front seat, usually when the other passenger doesn't have their seatbelt on, it starts dinging. Well, there's no one in the passenger seat, and we went by the same place. Okay, we went by this place once, and it starts going off. Mom had her seatbelt on, and there was no one in the passenger seat. Well, we had went by that place once we got to stop we were coming back and we went by the place and had done it again at the exact same time we felt like we had a passenger riding with us that we didn't know about yes wow now sounds like very the day before this i was getting ready to pick my girlfriend up in my room i was getting ready you know i was putting my i was tying my shoes getting my coat on um fixing my hair and I hear this vibration noise coming from the bathroom across the hall from my room. I see where the, the electric razor had turned on. There's a, there's a switch on the side. Like, it's not easy to turn on. And it turned on, and it, and it had fallen out of its case. And it was just on the floor, just on, like, going. Yeah. Wow. So, th- that was terrifying. After this, I was like, okay... I need to cleanse, I need to salt, and I need to say some prayers. Um, Ever since then, everything seems clean. There's no heaviness in the air anymore. I'm feeling better. And I got rid of of any paranormal apps that I was messing with. I just stick to books now. Yes, that is the best thing you can do, in my opinion. It's always best to just never even mess with those apps. But, of course, we were dumb. We did it anyway, and we we regretted it. Absolutely. Every day. Um, I guess that's about all for me, Riley. Why don't you take it away? Alrighty. So, a couple of interesting experiences I've had was... um, uh, I'm going to start with one... Uh, this was about, I want to say, year and a half, maybe. Year and a half, year and three-fourths ago. Um, I was taking one of my... When, uh, I was taking a phase of extreme research, I guess you could say. Like I was researching 19-plus hours a day, which, yeah, that is ridiculous. Uh, but I just I felt like I needed to know more. I need more information about this. I need more information about that. And that was uh, also during a time when I was really getting uh, into seriously into spiritual things, uh, especially like I was getting seriously into meditation and uh, I was just starting in my journey into the world of astral Absolutely. projection at the time. And I found one of uh, a YouTuber that I follow uh, that I specifically for his um, content about astral projection had uploaded a video titled how spirits and i was like okay that's probably bullcrap because it's just it's not that simple you don't just see spirits but i pulled it up and 
I wasn't, it was a very short video. It was only about two minutes, but it shockingly was it, it's a viable technique. It really does work, but I'm gonna explain to you how it works. Um, the technique is you're supposed to te- find a, uh, a a private room uh, by mostly by yourself, uh, not too dark, but you know, enough light to where you can see right. the entire room. Supposed to look at the corner of the room, but not directly focus on it. Like try not to focus on it. Like just kind of, it's kind of hard to explain. But not don't focus yeah, on right. the corner. Kind of unfocus your eyes, and for some reason, this relaxes your eyes enough where you'll notice you'll start to see more kind of uh, fuzzy, kind of staticky yeah. particles in the air. That is energy that you can mm-hmm. see. And if you can see that, you can usually see auras yes, as well. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But when you see that, uh, usually for after a few seconds, you will be able to sort of peer into the, the other realms just a little bit. And you'll be able to see some entities if they walk into your field of vision. And I happen to see a couple of orbs and that just kind of I didn't expect to see anything I was like okay okay this dude's probably full of crap because there's no way you can just uh, like I'm sure I was sure there was no way you can just see an entity like it, it doesn't work like that they have to show yeah. themselves to you and it, it kind of I just saw an orb kind of move across my field of field of vision rather quickly and I was like okay okay maybe my maybe my eyes are just playing tricks on me so I did it again Saw another orb in a different place, moving right. a little bit faster. So I was like, okay, 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 this works. This works. I'm done. I'm freaked out for the day. Uh, because I was afraid I was gonna uh, I was gonna see something Absolutely, that I didn't yeah. want to see. Yeah. But that was an interesting experience. Um, but certainly not the most interesting I've had. Uh, I'll get to that in another episode. But another experience that really... I don't know, it's just mm-hmm. kind of interesting. I guess you could say because what a lot of researchers don't tend to cover is auditory encounters. Right. Now, the house I live in is very, very much yes. haunted. Like, very much haunted. I've known this since I was a kid because my experience start my experiences started when I was about yeah, four absolutely. years old. Uh, even then, I would literally... I could, if I remember, I don't remember a lot of it, but what I do remember is I could, I saw yep. things. As a kid, you're third, as, as a, a young kid, especially the younger you are, the more open your third eye is. And it closes as you get older, but of course you can open it if you want, but do, don't do it if you're not ready for it. If you're not completely grounded and completely able to accept what you're going to experience, right. don't do it. <laughs> but I'll get into that. In, in a future episode. But what happened uh, about, I would say, three-ish, three, maybe three and a half years ago, um, there was just kind of, it, this was uh, later in the evening. Uh, it wasn't quite dark yet, but it was getting late, and I had to go into the other room to get something, and I was the only one in there. All of my... Uh, dogs mm-hmm. were asleep at the time. 
I had to get something. I was just I was focused on what I was. I forget what exactly what I went in there for, but I had to. I know I had to bring something back to my sister. I went. I was just focused on getting the object, but there was a weird kind of the weird kind of energy. It's like it's kind of hard to explain, but there was just a weird energy in the room. Right. I could tell something was up. I could tell something was something was odd. And I was just kind of getting like slightly freaked out and that just doesn't happen like i don't get freaked out for no reason unless there's some kind of some kind of entity around trying to freak me out like just don't get freaked out for no reason that just doesn't happen uh but i heard a voice just say hey what are you doing and i said i was like huh what do you mean what am i doing i'm getting insert object here and my sis yelled back, huh, what do you mean? Who are you talking to? I didn't say anything. Yeah. I was like, oh, ha ha, very funny. He's like, no, said, what do you yes, mean? I didn't yeah, Riley, I, yeah, I think you're telling me this. And my dogs, all four of my dogs, come running in the kitchen, sniffing around and whining after that. And that's not the only experience I've had like that, but that was just one of the more memorable ones. That kind of freaked me out. I was like, Mm-mm-mm. I didn't go back in the kitchen for uh, until the next day after that. Actually, yeah, that's was, that, that, that scared like me. A, that, that's like incredibly freaky vibes. Oh yes. Now I know. Now I've spe- I've spoken with po- a lot of the positive entities here. Now, of course, it's been a while since I've really done much of that, but I've spoken with most of the positive entities here, and I'm. Like, uh, some like a lot of times, it's like an entity I don't recognize. So that's right. That's different. Um. So, anything you'd like to say about that before we end uh, tonight's that, episode? Um, we've had some incredible experiences. Uh, we're gonna do the best we can to make these episodes extremely. Um, understandable and interesting for you guys. Honestly, it's a great hobby. Riley and I have known forever. We've always just been partners and helped each other in this kind of stuff and that we want you guys to do it in a safe way. Exactly. We want you guys to be as safe as possible. I cannot reiterate this enough. Don't summon anything unless you can banish it. Don't use Ouija boards. Don't use random apps you find on your phone. Don't disrespect entities. Don't go... Don't insult them. Don't make them mad. You should be fine. If you encounter an entity, just do your best to stay calm. Don't... If it interacts with you, interact with it. But don't... Do just do your best to be as respectful as possible. Just treat it as if it were any other person. Like if you were talking to a random stranger on the street, you wouldn't just you wouldn't get mad and start screaming your head off at him. Wouldn't cuss him out. So of course they would get mad at you. Yeah, treat that the same way. Just just do your best to stay calm. Most entities, especially that you're going to encounter in your home, aren't going to want to hurt you. It's incredibly rare to encounter a demon Absolutely. or any demonic entity. It's incredibly rare. And they're and they're actually not and you can get rid of them if you do. Especially if you are saved. 100%. You have nothing to worry about. Agreed. 
Agreed. So. And, uh, alright everyone, this is gonna be, uh, we're just gonna add, uh, any final notes we have for tonight's episode. Be sure to tune in to the next episode about the episode, the next episode is gonna be about so extraterrestrial make sure, beings. Make sure that you guys stay, um, stay tuned, stay elevated. This is Weston Dallas. And Riley Stoniker, we will see you in the next episode. Stay elevated. Stay safe, y'all.